0: Welcome to the Career After COVID podcast, where you'll get actionable ideas to survive the pandemic and economic downturn and take your career to the next level when it's over. Here's our co-hosts, Fleur Hull and Kim Korolevich. Hi, Kim. Hey, Fleur. How are you going this week?
1: Good, good. It's sunny here in Perth and things are in a good space. Yeah, I'm feeling positive. How about you?
0: Yeah, good. It's actually really sunny here. I was out today. It must be about 27. I'm not joking. It's yeah, crazy. t I had a T-shirt on
1: outside today.
0: Yeah, I've taken layers off outside. But, no, it's sunny, it's lovely, and, yeah, feeling pretty pretty good. I think the, the weather's been a nice little, you know, bit of sunshine. Feels good. Yeah, yeah. yeah bit of,
1: <laughs> yeah, regeneration heading towards slowly towards summer. Exactly, vitamin D all the way. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, good. good. Um, and, um, yeah, we're in the middle of coronavirus still. Stuff's obviously happening on that front. There's a little bit of Queensland news out yeah. this week with those crazy women, young women, bringing the virus back. Um oh. so, yeah, it's always there, isn't it? In, it's, it's around. And, it is around. Um, yeah, even here in Western Australia where we, well, of course, your Clive Palmer's trying to fight in the High Court to... Be allowed <laughs> to banish our border.
0: Yeah, I like the way you say that. You're Clive, Palmer. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: I was being deliberately provocative. Yes, I thought you were.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I um. I always look at the Twitter um trends. You know, when I when I look at at um at Twitter, and this morning it was um, Noosa was there. Um, mm-hmm. I think because people were talking about how. Um, those two young women got named and shamed and how dangerous that can be in terms of other people being honest about, you know, having done the wrong thing. Um, exactly. But then I think they were talking about how um, the media had tried not to name and shame the people that were at the, the centre of that Noosa outbreak, the 50th oh, birthday right. party, you know, early yeah. on. Mm. Yeah. And the other person thing trending was Madonna. Oh, so she, the well, she's come out and, and is espousing the views of conspiracy theorists around the the, um, the virus. Oh, and Annie, well, Annie, her- Annie Lennox has completely, you know, knocked her down, knocked her, uh, yeah, just completely tr- tried to shut it down and, and just say you you you've gone mad. So Madonna's now sort of been called a Karen you know, privileged oh, uh, white, oh, white a... woman for for being, you know, anti science and logic.
0: But what just briefly, what is Madonna saying? What's her conspiracy? What does she think is happening?
1: Um that um I think that she's she's espousing the work of a doctor who's maybe it's the same one that Trumps into effect. It's I think it's a woman who's who's saying um yeah it could be that that some some bogus treatment stuff or it could be that the 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 virus is not real I'm not quite sure I should have looked at it more I
0: think it's the former right okay sounds yeah sounds worth following up on. (laughs) I'm gonna have a look now I can't wait I love it, but that you know, I when you said Madonna, I just went, oh, there's like some publicity right there, isn't there? She's just, you know, any publicity is good publicity, and that works. So yeah, I true, yeah, interesting. to I will definitely look at it.
1: Inevitably, people then scroll and say, oh, what you know, what what has she done lately?
0: Oh, oh, she's you know, she put a new album out. Oh, Oh, funny that there's a tour. Oh, (laughs) let's go see the crazy lady. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All the anti vaxxers or something—I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> we shall. Anyway, we that's shall the stay. context in which we meet yeah. today.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, but something a little higher-minded, I hope, in terms of the uh, the topic today—leaving um, a legacy through your work and career—and and really thinking about your mission as either an employee, as part of an organisation, or as a business starter or or business owner—and and thinking about. Um, you know, whether you want to do something that's more than just about kind of making a living.
0: Um, yeah.
1: that's Yeah, that's the topic for today. Um, and uh, so let's get right into it.
0: Absolutely. Sounds good.
1: I uh, was listening to a podcast this morning in preparation for today um, and they were talking about uh, it's called Content Inc., and they were talking about, uh, yeah, defining your mission as a business. Okay. And, um, you know, why does your business exist? What does it What does it offer? Who does it serve? And how does it serve your customers in a way that other businesses do not? Um, mm-hmm. And I guess, um, you know, it it just, apart from or having already planned to talk about this this topic this week, um, it also got me thinking about our personal missions and, um, you know, why do we go to work or why do we do the work that we do and um, what purpose, I guess, without wanting to get too sort of philosophical, but why are we here on earth as individuals, what what we're, what are we meant to do while we're here um, in our personal lives and in our professional lives. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's the context, I guess, in, in which I thought we'd chat today. And I think quite a lot of people during the virus have really started to reflect on what's important in their lives. Obviously health has become yeah. a huge um, uh, topic, you know, people are just much more um, conscious of their um, of their health and that of the people they care about, and and you know, related to that, I think family, spending more time with your family because of lockdown, or yeah. conversely, being completely isolated from your family because of closed borders. Yeah, it's uh, it's led a lot of people to think about what actually really matters to them in their lives. Has there been mm. something that's um, been your particular reflection, Kim, in terms of, well, of what, you know, if you think about the person you are now, compared yeah. before the virus arrived? I remember we talked early on in the early episodes about how we were different people from sort of the month before because of everything that had gone on.
0: Um, yeah, I think having that, there's sort of so much sort of time out that you can't help but reflect and think you know i can't go to work or i'm not working so what am i doing with my time and is this a valuable use of my time and you know as you said what why am i here anyway (laughs) yeah you know if i can't go to a job that i don't really like for example you know i'm sort of left to my own self so you do tend to reflect and um yeah i i definitely the more i think about starting like my own business and you know we've talked about this quite a lot the more I think yeah that's great and I can have hopefully to be successful and pay the mortgage and you know I can have nice things but is that is that all I want like what? Mm. There's something else I can do along the way maybe and the minute I sort of think about that I actually feel a little bit more I don't know inspired because there's something outside of myself motivating me yeah um, so it definitely has you know come to the forefront of my thinking more so probably because I have that opportunity to have some clarity of thought. It's not clouded by I've got to get that brief written, you know. So Mm. I had that lucky opportunity to think that through a bit more but definitely it's sort of um, a mission to do something and like that thing, that business could be fun, frivolous, whatever, but I think always underpinning that I would feel most proud of myself if I could be proud of what I was doing in some regard to whether that was supporting an organization or a charity or doing something else myself but Mm. yeah definitely has sort of it feels like a good motivator as I said because it's outside of doing something for myself
1: yeah which kind of
0: follows on from last week you know we talked about that wasn't it get out of your head and yeah, think about other people, you know. Yeah, That's what, what I, was
1: the expression? Um, I can't remember what it was. Was it toxic self-absorption or toxic no? It wasn't. That. Toxic. Yeah,
0: it yeah, wasn't
1: quite as harsh as that.
0: Uh, no, um, uh, I can't remember, but it was very much about this self preoccupation. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I keep thinking about myself, don't I? <laughs> How yeah. about I think about someone else for a little while? You know, and again, not everyone is in that position. But I feel like, you know, in some way there's a percentage of my time, my week that I can be thinking that. You know, there's other things where I'm like, oh, my God, do I need to get a job tomorrow sort of thing. That freaks me out a bit still. But, mm. yeah, there, I do have that luxury of being able to put a bit of time into thinking these things as well. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, I feel I that as well. I, I, yeah.
1: I freak out about not having a job. Yeah. Um, and then, but then, yeah, I, I do think. Do revel in these moments where, yeah, I can I yeah. can um, yeah reflect and think about you know what the next step looks like and and yeah how how it can be bigger than me. The, the yeah, thing, if yeah. I think about my career, the thing um, that I realised, I think it was after I'd done um, four years at a university working in marketing and student recruitment. Um, I thought I wanted to try marketing in another sector and I got a job with an internet marketing um, and website design company. Yeah. and I learned some amazing stuff. Like that's where I got my real love for stuff like search engine optimization and and all that. Um yeah. but I realized I missed the sense of a bigger purpose to what we yeah. were doing. So it was really just about earning money. Yeah. Um, and the boss you know he was a, he was a really good guy, and I think you know he was he was pretty community minded so it wasn 't that he was sort of um some sort of crazy you know corporate um titan you know being being awful in the community I think he was you know a great guy and stuff, but it was that sense that i actually wasn't yeah, contributing to some sort of greater good, and and um, yeah, that. And then I got the opportunity to um, to go back to the university where I was, and and um, they actually asked me to move to Sydney and set up their campus. So you know, that's the reason I moved, moved uh, to Sydney, and the reason right. is that you and I met, you know, eventually.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it was something, yeah, for that very purpose of what we're talking about right now, right? You wanted to contribute something to more than just your own outcomes your own yeah, ends yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. amazing
1: and I mean in, in my own small way I always loved you know when we were there even at at uh, the university where we worked together you know walking through the the throngs of families taking graduation photos you know oh, graduation yeah. time what a! I pa- I just loved that time It was such a powerful time because you could see how proud the families were and you know, I didn't know anyone's stories that were there, but you could imagine there were some kids who were first in family. You know, really, I guess, doing something that hadn't been done in their family before, and yeah, a sense that you know, hopefully, their time at university had um, had had helped them along. I did have I did have one um, young woman approach me at the supermarket uh, a few years after I finished. Doing actual school visits in my first university job, and and you know she said, "Are you Fleur Hull?" And yeah, yeah, I am. She said, "Oh, you don't know me, but you know, um, you came out to my school and and talked about studying at, at university when I was in Year Twelve, and you know, I chose your university as a result of that, and I just had an amazing time. And I'm I'm just um, a few weeks off, you know, leave. I did a marketing degree. I'm a few years off leaving, few few weeks off leaving." for an internship in New York just you know it worked out so well for me and um yeah you you made an an impact so thank you
0: I mean I walk away crying oh I don't blame you with happiness
1: it was just so beautiful
0: oh god that's like that's a big thing isn't it having an impact on someone else's life yeah that's huge. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a lovely story. That's so Yeah, sweet. yeah. And like, I guess that's I what
1: really motivated me to even to do this podcast because
0: yeah, it's a good um
1: one. yeah, who knows who's been reached and touched and, and um affected and, and I guess inspired, hopefully, by what we're talking about. But um yeah, if if someone gets something like that out of it, that really gives me a huge amount of satisfaction.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, it's great. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's a great feeling when you can have that impact. So, yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. yeah.
1: yeah. And even, even when you're just a small cog, yeah. Know, by that stage, even at, at the uni where you and I worked together, I mean, we were really both pretty removed from the student experience in many ways, you know, in terms of day-to-day student contact. But, yeah, the sense that, yeah, what you were doing was contributing to, oh, exactly. to those happy yeah. graduation moments and, and
0: hopefully some great careers and lives ahead. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, that opportunity that you're helping to present. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. great. Wonderful.
1: Have you read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Not in a very long time. Yeah, yeah, I know. Is that an
0: Edward de Bono?
1: No. It's um who is it? Um is it um Dale Carnegie? No. Oh, Dale Carnegie. Yeah, I think it is. It or is he been yeah, cool. Friends and Influence People? Ooh, yeah, it could be. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, um, anyway yeah. yeah, it is. It's an old classic. I read it mm. probably, yet yeah, 20 years ago. Mm. Uh, but the chapter that has stayed with me since I read it is Chapter Two or Habit Two, mm-hmm. uh, starting with the end in mind. Mm. And that chapter starts with getting you to visualize your own funeral. Right. And what someone or people are saying in your eulogy. And it's I mean it's a morbid picture, you know, in many ways. But um, it's it's just it's been a a thing that I've come back to constantly in my life and career. The idea of what's going to be said? What do I want to be said about me when I'm gone? Yeah, and, um, you know, I always I would always laugh with people that you know, <laughs> someone standing up there and saying, you know, back in the days was I, when I was in universities, you know, Fleur, what a great university administrator. The world <laughs> was a better place because of her university administration and management. She worked oh. tirelessly for university administration and and management and and you know and. <laughs> it's you know, a remarkable skill but yeah. it, was, it was it was that you know putting into context the fact that um you know just despite the joy that i've had from my time working in universities which is you know what the story i've just relayed yeah. really that's not what i want to be remembered for it's it's being a good friend a good mum a good daughter a good sister yeah a good aunt um a member of the community that that hopefully is seen to give back in some way. I had um, one of my uncles passed away a couple of few weeks ago, 90 years old, beautiful life, a man before his time, just a feminist, just um, my auntie, his wife had died about 15 years ago um, and he'd been a volunteer firefighter and the the local fire brigade did like a guard of honour as his... (gasps) Often came into the to the um you know it was at a, oh, a, a crematorium.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh that just brought it
1: all home, you know, that like wow. what a legend, you know, just always um always there for other people around him. They owned the um the local general store in a in a sort of small um Suburb, I guess, on the outskirts of a of a major um, regional city in in WA, and um, they yeah. had just the hub. You know, they delivered the papers, and um, yeah, everyone knew them. And they had five kids, two sets of twins. Can oh wow! Imagine? Yeah, anyway, two sets
0: of twins. Yeah. Oh so, wow! So so
1: sorry, we're digressing, yeah. listeners, but yeah. Identical twin boys, then a single yeah. child, then identical twin girls
0: that's amazing,
1: yeah, anyway, yeah, his funeral it just it just again those moments you know where you think, well yeah what what a like what a great guy, and he didn't do it any of it for the glory or to be remembered for it, just because he was that sort of guy, yeah, um, and yeah, for, for him to um, to to sort of see beyond himself and and always give to others it was it was a beautiful life to remember
0: yeah oh my god it sounds amazing i often think that you know at those funerals where 500 to 1000 people kind of turn up you go whoa, what an impact that yeah. this many people want to come and be there to do the remembering you know it's amazing yeah,
1: yeah. yes like, yeah oh. yeah well he had we we had he had hundreds but and that was in yeah. covid lots of his you know, but those five kids are, some of them have even got grandkids of their own, you know, so wow. um, yeah, actually, all of them probably do, yeah, anyway, so yeah it, um, yeah, it was amazing, and it just brought it home that that you know we, we can do something bigger than ourselves. Mm. I think the um the, the thing that you um alluded to, I think earlier, that you know doing something that has a bigger purpose, it actually energizes you about work. Yeah
0: mm Mm. exactly I think that's really important yeah become
1: a drag when you know that you're doing it for that bigger purpose
0: no it, it it really does it really I mean maybe it's an individual thing too but I always feel I always know when I'm not I always feel it when I'm not doing something for a bigger purpose you know I'm in a job where it's like you know this is I mean, I've had jobs where they're not but they're kind of not exactly, you know, brain-draining but um, jobs where you actually do have to put a lot of your heart and soul into something does energise you when you know it's for a greater good and it's not about you, it's about someone else or a group of other people. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's really important.
1: Yeah. Um, So then I got to thinking about um, kind of areas of the economy, industries or, yeah, Job areas, I guess that that people can look at. Oh, most of them are really obvious, I think, but it's it's helpful, I think, to go through a, a list of of things that people can think about um, including in uh, their own purpose um, when they think about what they would like to contribute to beyond themselves in their career and and personal lives. Um, the environment, you know, conservation. Um, Animal welfare, that sort of category, which is sort of all all together. Um, um, Emergency services, I guess, is, yeah, part of that, I guess, thinking about my uncle even, you know, the contribution he made there. Health and aged care and everything that that kind of encompasses. Mm. Community services, so serving marginalised communities, um, things like, uh, you know, Indigenous people, domestic violence victims, minority groups, disability, drug and alcohol, homeless, migrants, seniors. Migrants, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. arts and culture. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, giving back to that, and I think that's something that's um, been really obvious, hasn't it, in the pandemic, um that, that community, that sector has been battered by uh, the restrictions on performance and, and gatherings.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, education, obviously, which we've talked about, which
1: is, yeah, it, I think it will just always be part of, of who I am, thinking about the people coming along through the system, whether that's early childhood education, you know, school education or, or adult education, mentoring, training, yeah. lifelong learning, definitely also important Uh, and then yeah outside of those sectors you know for-profit businesses but that include a some sort of contribution to or uh support for a bigger purpose through their success absolutely great examples of these i mean i think all of the big corporates have their corporate social responsibility stuff going on It's expected now, Um, but it's a matter of, I think, really working out whether that's, you know, sort of virtue signalling or actually ingrained in the organisation's uh, culture and DNA.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I was thinking before about, you know, careers and stuff and I was thinking, you know, about, fashion and what have you <laughs> I love fashion, right? But, mm-hmm. um, Me too. but then, you know, there are, yeah, I mean, there's obviously some big fashion companies. I think of H&M and, you know, they haven't, I think they've had a few, you know, missteps along the way in terms of, you know, sweatshops or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they have developed their global H&M foundation, which looks at new ways of developing fashion products whatever they may be out of algae or um yes new ways of like recycling yeah. garments and what do you do with you know so every year they do that and of course in the store you can actually get um products that have been developed um that are sustainable and I can't remember what they're called actually a lot of the things I buy at H&M I've bought in the past that are from that particular range I can't remember yeah what it's called, there is a name
1: for it. you're right yeah
0: the sustainable models so they actually do have a pretty good chunk of their business that's dedicated to that. And um, there's also other big organisations that people probably don't know about. They don't sting from the rooftops. And IKEA would be one of them that um, mm. I have worked for in the past as well. Mm. Um, Swedish Furniture, flat pack, you name it. But they're one of those interesting businesses and some of an extraordinary proportion of their money goes back into environment and different foundations and what have you. I mean, it's huge, like 40% or something. Like it's really big. Um, and then there's some other really big corporates like Arup who do, you know, like um, engineering. Of course, Arup built the Sydney Opera House. Didn't design it, but they built it. Um, they do a lot of that kind of, um, you know, innovation districts and uh, town planning and what have you. And, again, they're the sort of organisation that, you um, People probably wouldn't know but a lot of the way that they operate is um, by providing funding back to communities and what have you as well so sometimes you actually do have to dig a bit to find these organizations but it's often the ones that aren't screaming from the rooftops that are probably doing some seriously good work so um yeah I've, I've come across quite a few in my time and again the people i've worked with in those organizations are very authentic and also driven by this kind of mindset of doing something greater as well yes. so yes. some amazing people so yeah definitely these traditional profit, um profit driven organizations you mentioned but some are doing extraordinary things that aren't just sort of you know, we'll support that arts prize sort of thing, you know. Yeah, like I'm, yeah, I'm or greenwashing as they stuff. call
1: it, you know. Like pretending what is it? Greenwashing, you mean? know, where oh, they're green. pretending they've got this big environmental sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, let's like do our like
0: logo that. in green now. Yeah, so, yeah. with right. a leaf on it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> or a tree or something. But, um, yeah, so there has been There's an extraordinary big, profit businesses out there that do extraordinary things in an authentic way too. So, yeah, I've, I've had some great experiences working with people from those companies. So, yeah, Yeah, I really Wouldn't like the
1: be... example of Arup
0: because, yeah,
1: you know, not many people would have heard of them um, and yeah. I've sort of heard of them in passing. Yeah. But, um, you know, this, this is the thing that fascinates me about um, our economy I'm always fascinated by how many things fit together to sort of make our economy, our world exist, you know, and the the, the ways people make money, you know, the people who, you know, sell the widgets, whatever the widget is that goes into the air conditioner that gives us air conditioning or, you know, into the speakers for our... I had a short-term exchange to Japan when I was at university I mean, I've lived yeah. there long-term as well, but I had this short-term exchange and I stayed with a family whose company made the um, silicon buttons as part of
0: your remote control. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think about this stuff all the time too. <laughs> silicon buttons. Okay, so I was out. It's actually a sheet
1: that sits under the plastic that's got holes cut yeah, no. in it for all the buttons, right?
0: I love it. And for computer
1: keyboards as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, no, that's perfect. I, I was out and I saw um, a truck drive by with an in-ground pool strapped to it. And my first thought was, oh, well, there you go. Someone's got a bit of money to spend. They're having an in-ground pool set, put in. Yeah. And then I thought, well, you'd only have to go to a certain truck company, wouldn't you, that could haul an in-ground pool? And there must be like really niche area for a trucking company to have a particular kind of truck built that can haul an in-ground pool and strap it. So I had this whole thinking process going on. Yeah. As you know, I do tend to overthink um, about this niche, this niche area that someone's keeping that economy going by having the – niche style of truck that can actually haul an in-ground fiberglass pool from one oh, location yeah, to another yeah. isn't that fantastic oh yeah love i love these kind of things yes yeah, so I've, I've really silicon
1: got buttons oh, yeah love it. fantastic oh, i've great. really gotten into the transport industry um in recent years because of a sign i saw on one of the trucks you know without trucks australia stops yeah,
0: absolutely. And I,
1: um, you know, I thought of it one day when I was, yeah, like caught, you know, behind 10 semi-trailers or something. So <laughs> yeah. I was sort of starting to, to, you know, ready a bit of a curse in my mind and then I thought, actually, no, you know, they, they are um, they're, they're powering our, yeah, and, and it's brought it all home, obviously, with COVID, how important they are.
0: Yeah, I mean, exactly. they're the only people
1: pretty much besides politicians that can get into WA.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Let that track through.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I'm glad you brought up Arab because, yeah, there are yeah. so many low-profile little parts of the economy where people are doing, organisations are doing great stuff. And that sort exactly. of um, yeah leads me, I guess, to the you know, I guess the kind of action part of the the um the discussion today, how to go about pivoting your career into you know something that that means a little, you know means more than just you. Um yeah, I wonder is it is it's is it um nature or nurture?
0: Both, I guess, to want to do something like this? Oh, it's both. Yeah. I guess, depending on the individual, (laughs) as you you always say. It depends. Conversation, yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. I I think in my instance, it would be both for sure. Yeah, I think I, you know, like my upbringing was very much um, where in the. instances we have relied on these community services so I've had exposure to these things personally yeah um but I also think having been away from that kind of life for a long time it's still maybe ingrained in me or it's just part of me to actually want to you know help yeah you know I just want to that's my you know if I can help I can help you know I will so I don't know, it's a hard one to rip apart. If we, if I had a twin that I'd yes. held in a control group for a period of time, <laughs> I might have a better answer. But I don't.
1: And rang rang Pavlov's bell. and
0: Exactly, yeah. If I could have run a proper scientifically run experiment to answer yep. that question. But No, it just um, occurred to me because I thought, you yep. know, if
1: anyone going to be listening to this, you know, maybe someone, if there's a listener who's in their early 20s or whatever who's thinking, what am I going to do, you know. Or what yeah. Am, are they? I don't, I don't think it's going to be a light bulb that they've heard this discussion. I think it, no. it's around, I think, particularly with this, this generation coming through. But yeah, yeah. I, I guess in terms of actioning this, you know, the, the, the obvious start is to volunteer yep. in an organisation whose values you, you align with and. Um, or, or uh, and, and that's, you know, if I guess looking for volunteer opportunities that, that pop up on the volunteer sites, but also researching organisations and approaching them directly. Yes. Without them having yeah. advertised something. Say, yep. look, I really admire. I think it's actually a really important thing to do in any job application is to, to make it clear why you want to apply for the job. What is yeah. it about that organisation that's attracted you to apply?
0: Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And I I've I've recently, I mean, I've spoken about it a few weeks ago about volunteering for like a variety of reasons and I've sort of been on Volunteers Queensland, Volunteers Australia and um, sort of it's, you know, you've got the whole, you know, um, filtering system there and and you do, you sort of go quickly to, this is the kind of organisation I'd like to volunteer with. So you go through all the environment, health and aged care lists and, you know, you sort of click on buttons and you go, Definitely. Yes. No, that's kind of more aligned to me. And you don't, I don't always know why I've chosen that, but I choose Mm -hmm. them. And then you come up with, you know, some opportunities and then, you know, you go through them. And and recently, as I said yesterday, I I did it again and have come across an opportunity that resonates really strongly with me for a lot of reasons. So I'll um, put myself through that process and apply, and then I can report back. But it, it, Just going onto those websites alone to kind of do the filtering process, you know, it's like, well, I want to volunteer at this kind of organisation over this one and I'd like to do this kind of task. So it actually does help you frame your thinking as well in terms of actually, yeah, I'd really like to work at this place too, actually, now that I think about it, you know. So, um, yeah, it's been a really good process. So I've got a few, there's actually about two in the pipeline that I'm going to apply to volunteer at. So fantastic yeah
1: yeah and then it, and then the sort of last one as we sort of wind up because i think we've gone over our usual yeah, allocation of yeah. time um starting your own business obviously and and, yeah. and bringing something mission driven about it Absolutely. um whether that's you know the the idea of for profit but that you give back through either Absolutely. charitable donations or your staff going out and helping all those sorts of things um or, yeah starting I guess a social enterprise that that starts off from a need in the in the wider community that that you hope to deliver on a uh, a not for profit or you know sort of cost recovery basis so um, yeah 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 there's they're the ideas um, for ways to go about this if this is something you you wish to pursue and I, I hope it is for our listeners I think you know it'd be great if everyone could um, could it's it's really interesting. In my life, not not recently, but certainly in in those busy times early on in Sydney, um, before I had kids, probably going out socialising, you would meet professional people, yeah, who you actually you know thought, wow, do they even have a concept of people beyond like the world beyond their kind of comfortable professional. You know, senior professional sort of lives in the middle of Sydney. Yeah, like I think mm. your whole nature and nurture thing—it's just always been yeah. part of me, and I don't know why. But yeah, it's it's in me to to want to make some sort of a difference, and I'm not saying I've done that in any way spectacularly, um, but uh, it's yeah, it's just how I'm wired, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand. I, I just on that, like, I remember, I think Madonna had done Madonna again. Yeah. Um, she'd done oh, some cha- oh, charity book or something like that. And she was on Oprah, you know, done a book or something. And it was for a charitable organization. And Oprah said, Oh, what made you do this? And um, Madonna said, yeah, well, when they approached me, I thought, well, what's in this for me? Because at the end of the day, we only ever do something if it's in there's something in it for us. And, um, oprah's face kind of like i think her jaw hit the ground like it was just this statement (laughs) that was like and then i think she realized there was some good that could come out of it for her so she ended up doing the project but it was in one of those end of year reviews of episodes when um oprah's best friend gail was on and she was going through episodes and one of her favorite episodes was that episode with madonna and um oprah's facial reaction there was no poker face (laughs) she was like you know just the you only ever do any, everything, anything in life if there's something in it for you. And that was Madonna's statement. And I'm sure she's changed her tune by now. But it was just such a statement that just obviously didn't resonate with Oprah or half the audience who all kind of went, <gasps> Like <laughs> that, very funny. I'll try and dig it out. I don't know, like yeah, anything. yeah, it was wow. Very telling, so yeah, it was quite funny, but anyway. Um, yes, I digress, but um, yeah, yeah. no, no,
1: we've, we've done about, it, about a bit of that today. Hopefully, people that's have that's still right. been able to get something out of the episode. Yeah, so, exactly. thanks for the chat, Kim. Good Thank luck you. with your volunteer opportunities.
0: Thank and, you. Um, yeah. i um,
1: I'll speak to you again in a week's time
0: fabulous okay
1: have a great week you too thanks bye bye bye
0: thanks for listening to the career after covid podcast don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and check out more tips and ideas at careeraftercovid.com